when you're ready, the opportunity to heal will come. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I really want to heal this. I don't want to just keep talking about it and just regurgitating in my conscious mind. We have to go into the subconscious. A few years ago, you probably would have found me at the bar all night long ripping shots with my friends. And then I would go home and probably cry until 3 a.m. Today, I practice yoga and I meditate every morning. And this change has really saved my life. Every word I share on this show comes from those days and those nights where I couldn't see five minutes in front of me. Everything was about how much I could do, how much I could accumulate, how good I could look. The Bright Side of the Moon is a show made to help you accept the dark with the light, the intense with the relatively easy, all while still feeling connected to your soul and living from this place. You no longer need to fear the dark because without it, You'll never be able to fully experience the light that lies within. I'm living proof of this. This show is a place for me to share about the things I've learned and the coping skills that have saved my life. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll definitely swear. (laughs) But most of all, we'll connect with the light within. I'm Paige Pitchlar, and this is The Bright Side of the Moon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you're having an awesome week so far. So last night I watched the Goop series on Netflix and anybody who knows me knows that I'm a big Goop fan, I'm a big Gwyneth fan. If you don't know who Goop is, it's a lifestyle company that focuses on, you know, wellness, but a much more kind of woo-woo side of it, if you will. So naturally it's right up my alley. So they have this series on Netflix and... I have been meaning to watch it. People have been telling me to watch it. And finally, last night, my boyfriend and I sat down to watch the first episode in which a bunch of people who work for Goop go to Jamaica and take shrooms. (laughs) And I know a lot about psychedelics and what they can do for mental health and things like that. And that's not what this is about. You know, that's a different conversation. And that's definitely part of where this comes from. But It just really got me thinking about a lot of things because I have been pretty open about how much work that I've done to heal and I'm still doing and how it just sometimes feels interminable and really hard. And I want to make it clear that it is worth it. And I want to make it clear that it is imperative for everybody to be doing this work. We have been led to believe that the work that we have on this earth is to climb a ladder in a career that we may enjoy, we may just tolerate, and to get the car, the house, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, whatever, and that is success. And things are changing. Things are changing. What used to work in the world for people no longer does. You're seeing it now. Nobody you know, nine to five is a lot more flexible. You can get in here. You know what I mean? There's more flexible lunches. And that's just a really microcosmic aspect of this. People are starting businesses at rates that we haven't seen for decades. And things are changing. We are opening to the feminine way of of working, which is doing things that we love and having that be our driving force rather than the external accolades. And when we do that, we'll be supported in ways that we couldn't believe. So I've been doing craniosacral therapy for, you know, a few months. It is like Reiki on steroids. Like truly, it is the most intense 
emotional heavy lifting that I have ever done in my life. And I can't even explain to you what it is. <laughs> People ask me like what happens during it. And it is something that is beyond words. And my practitioner is wonderful. And basically it's about removing trauma from the body and helping it release and bringing it to light. And I was in therapy for a long time. And I've been clear that I've had a good amount of trauma in my life as most people have. And I was in therapy, I think when I was like 12, my parents knew that something wasn't right. And I was in and out of therapy for a few years. And then I went consistently after I was like 16 till I was like 19, 20. And it is no coincidence that those were the worst years for me. And there is nothing wrong with talk therapy. I am a big advocate that everybody should have somebody to talk to. And if that's what works for you, that's awesome. But in this documentary, this group documentary, they explained it in a way that I hadn't been able to put into words. Like I had had that general feeling about talk therapy versus like energy work. And I couldn't really iterate it the way that I wanted to. And the guy from MAPS, the Association for Psychedelics, I I can't remember the exact acronym at the moment, but he said, you know, in talk therapy, we're just talking about what's going on today. And we're talking about traumas and things. And we're not really being able to access the subconscious mind. So you may know this, but we only use five to 10% of our conscious brains. So we only consciously do five to 10% of the things that we do. For instance, like when you're brushing your teeth, you don't have to think about where to move the brush, how fast to move it, where to put it on your teeth. It's on autopilot. Or when you're driving and you get to your destination, you're like, oh, I don't remember taking like six of the turns that I took, but I got here. That is your subconscious mind. After a while, once your mind understands that that's just what you do, it's not conscious. It's not in the frontal cortex, the prefrontal cortex. So when it comes to psychedelics, energy works, things like that, we can access the trauma loops. So this is kind of how it works. So just think about all the times that you brush your teeth. It's on autopilot. You learned as a child. Okay. You don't even think about it. Now think of a trauma loop. Think of something that you learned as a child that you're still doing today that 90, 95% of who you are, the things that you do coming from that area of the brain. And this doesn't have to be like capital T traumas, you know, like abuse or things like that. But I'm talking when an adult denied your reality when as a child, they taught you not to trust yourself. When someone said that they didn't feel safe when you were six years old, and therefore you haven't felt fully safe since you were six. And it's so funny because... (laughs) The old paradigm was like, oh, everybody just wants to cry about things that happened to them when they were kids. Like, yeah, because we're on trauma loops. Like everybody is. And this isn't to say you're weak, you're strong, anything. It is just a fact. We all have old beliefs that we don't even register that we carry. It's like brushing your teeth or taking those turns. But it's what we react to and how we do react. And people are starting to get this. And it is so important Like we see skyrocketing rates of mental health issues, anxiety, depression, suicide. It is everywhere because what used to work, the avoiding, the detaching, the distracting no longer works for us. 
I mean, I was a master of distraction, master. Ask any of my friends, even my old roommate, my friend Grace. She said to me, she was like, now that I think of it, Paige, like that's exactly what it was. You were just addicted to doing. And it's not like I was being particularly productive. Like, yeah, for the most part I was. I was using that as a way to tell myself that I was good enough. And not only was that the case, I was doing things to avoid the things I didn't want to think about. You know, when I experienced assault in college, there was about a four-month stretch where I don't think I had 10 minutes straight where I just like sat and did nothing. I either was talking to somebody, getting drunk with my friends, going to school, going to the gym, or I'd be doing 30 push-ups, like researching a paleo diet. Like I couldn't have any room in my mind to think about the trauma because I didn't feel safe enough. And it was too hard to look at. It was way too hard to look at what had happened to me. And eventually it got to the point where I didn't want to be alive anymore. I had no connection to my soul, no connection to anything except doing things distraction, 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 avoid, avoid, avoid. And I was in therapy at this time and we talked through some of it, but it didn't get to the root of what happened. It didn't get to the root of the trauma loop that created the situation that I had been in. And, you know, around and around we went and it was the darkest period of my life. I didn't remember a lot of it for a long time. And it's interesting now. So that happened six years ago. And so in Cranio last week, I was on the table and we were just talking through some things about how frustrated I've been feeling about what I want to do and how I want to convey my message to help people. And that experience came up. It came up from my body. And I don't consider it something that I am like, oh my God, I never want to talk about it. Like I'm pretty, I'm not open about it, but I mean, I'll talk about it if I need to. And so when this came up, it was so different. (laughs) So mind you, in cranio, you have an energy practitioner, an energy healer, moving the energy in your body because we store this energy in the body. And so when we're distracting, avoiding, it stays there. So when she comes on it, you know, it comes up to your brain and you're like, okay, (laughs) you know, and so when a trauma happens, and again, this doesn't have to be capital T trauma, it's just old limiting beliefs when a parent tells you that you're wrong or, you know, just something seemingly benign sometimes. So when those things happen, the kind of blindside trauma response, your body separates what happened with the emotion. So there is no emotional connection. That's why it feels so numbing sometimes. And when I almost died, I was so numb that I couldn't feel anything. I had desensitized myself 100% so that I wouldn't have to feel the pain, shame, whatever from that experience. So in Cranio last week, we were talking about it and... So she's literally moving the energy. I'm feeling what I felt in the moment, but my brain wouldn't register because I was too busy avoiding. So I was feeling what I wasn't allowing myself to feel when that happened. And so what happens when you're working with energy or psychedelics in the case of goop is that you're able to reconnect the experience with your emotional response so that it's no longer a trauma, something that is like so, 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 shut off in the brain. And that doesn't mean it it 
didn't happen and it's not still painful, but it's less of a almost kind of valley in your brain. So watching this on Goop was fascinating to me because it had literally just happened to me last week. I had literally just uncovered a trauma loop in my mind. And I've been uncovering a trauma loop after trauma loop after trauma loop. And this one just, it shook me. I'm just kind of coming back today to my normal self because, I mean, it's been six years of holding on to something, never really healing it in a way that holistically heals, you know, moves the energy because you can talk about it all you want. And I had talked about it before, but until you're moving the energy and reconnecting that emotional response to what happened, it's really difficult to move through it and to see why it's in your life today. The other thing about what happened is she was like, okay, is there a reason that you're holding on to this? And this isn't like a, you don't need to hold on to it anymore type conversation. It was like, okay, what is this trying to help you with? And I burst into tears. It was so intense. And I said, because I want to make sure this never happens to anyone ever again and that they will never feel alone and as dark as I did. I will never let that happen as long as I can do so. And that is why it's still with me. So not only was this very healing, just into what happened, but it was very indicative of my life purpose. It's very indicative of my life purpose. And it just got me thinking, and this is something that I know to be true. Your purpose lies in what you're avoiding. This is the work that we need to do, not the external work we've been led to believe that makes us worthy. Your purpose lies in what you're avoiding. And again, you might not consciously be avoiding this. I wasn't consciously avoiding what happened to me in college, but it was in my body. It was in my brain making decisions for me, just like I'm taking those turns without thinking. It's making decisions for me along with other ones. So once I've been doing this work, being able to bridge the gap between my emotional experience and my physical experience into something that I can use to help others. Like I can't think of anything more beautiful than that. And I know the saying, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. And that is only true if you are healing what happened. It's not happening for you if you carry around bitterness and resentment for the rest of your life. And don't get me wrong, I went through that phase where I carried bitterness and resentment and it almost killed me. So this isn't me judging you, I'm just saying it's happening for you if When you're feeling up to it, when the opportunity arises, you commit to healing the energy and you commit to reconnecting your emotional response to what happened physically. And that's how we change the trauma loops in the subconscious mind that we can't access when we're just talking about it. You know, if I was just talking about what happened to you, I couldn't really heal it, except I could rationalize it. I could rationalize it and be like, well, you know, it made me stronger, blah, 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 which is just a very old paradigm thing, like I said. And that's where I come from is a very old paradigm. It's making you tougher. Don't tell anybody because you don't want to get labeled is what I was told. And that has been preventing me from speaking the words that I feel called to speak. 
truly, it has been a filter on me for six years. And probably even before that, because it was just a symptom of the same kind of energy pattern that I was here to heal. And remember, this doesn't have to be for capital T traumas, but I am saying that when you're ready, the opportunity to heal will come. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I really want to heal this. I don't want to just keep talking about it and just regurgitating in my conscious mind. We have to go into the subconscious. I mean, if you want to take shrooms, awesome. And, you know, in a contained place, like on this goop thing, whatever you need to do to access those is how you can change your life. And this is what we come here to do as souls. The things that happen to us aren't random. They come up so that we can heal old patterns in our soul's journey. So that doesn't mean that I deserved what happened to me, but it does mean that I healed the pattern of allowing people to treat me poorly and putting myself in shitty situations. Again, not the same for everybody else. This is just my experience. And I've healed it. I've healed it. And this doesn't mean it's like an end of the line, like I'm great for the rest of my life, but it does mean I've looked at the trauma loop. Like I've literally seen it as I moved the energy through my body and I cried it out. Oh my God, my throat was on fire. My throat was literally on fire. I couldn't breathe. I was coughing. It was ejecting from my body. And I'd much rather get it out of my system than have it play out in my life over and over and over again and attracting similar situations because I haven't healed it. And that's what I mean. Now it's happening for me. And it always did happen for me. I just had to uncover that healing process. And this is what I talk about when I say that we're totally misled in what we're here to do. We're here to just like work until we die and then maybe we'll be happy. Like, no, I can't tell you the feeling that I experienced when I left that place. I was like, oh my God, my my jaw was on the floor the whole way home. My head was really light too. And I just was very tired, but Truly, I was like, this is the reason I'm alive. This is the reason I'm alive. And that time that I didn't want to be alive is because I was so disconnected from this. I was so disconnected from the bigger picture and from what was going on to me, to the people around me. I was so disconnected. I was so in the old paradigm of avoiding and detaching and distracting through alcohol, through working out, through whatever addiction or whatever people told me was admirable. I healed that loop. I healed that loop. Oh my goodness, I'm like gonna cry. But I healed that loop and there's a lot of other loops. And so the holistic psychologist on Instagram has a lot of great things on this, obviously. And, you know, she talks about how childhood trauma also looks like a parent denying your reality or living through you or an adult, you know, and it's in your body. It's in your body. It's in your experience. And it's making the decisions for you until you access the subconscious mind. So that place where I was feeling stifled, feeling like I could never tell this story, that was in my subconscious mind. So when I would go to do my talks, do my speeches, I wasn't embodying my full self because I still had this wound from six years ago that I didn't even realize. I just was taking the turn. You know, my body was like, oh, we don't go here, move. You know, we're not good enough to talk about this. And this isn't about blaming anybody or calling them bad people, labeling them toxic. It's none of that, none of that. It's not our job to do that and to judge others. 
However, it is my job to dismantle those thought patterns, those limiting beliefs that hold me back from being the best person and the highest incarnation that I came here to be for the sake of the rest of humanity. And again, this is very big, broad terms, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And so are you. Like, so are you. I know this is heavy. (laughs) Even talking about it, but I couldn't go to sleep last night. I just was buzzing. Just watching them talk about these trauma loops and Ugh, and it just, it puts so many puzzle pieces together in my mind. You know, it may be something about money. You know, maybe you're really fearful around money and maybe you have enough of it, but you just always seem to be scared. There's likely a piece missing. And sometimes that comes from childhood earlier in our lives. Again, I was 20 for this last one, so it, it can come anytime. But sometimes when traumas happen, uppercase or lowercase T traumas, when those happen, the mind shuts off our ability to feel. So that's why we have a hard time remembering some things that were traumatic. It's because the brain physically couldn't handle it. And it's way in the back of the subconscious mind, calling the shots, calling the shots. So it's like having a puzzle and then just a piece being missing. And in order to be your full self that you came here to be, you have to uncover that piece, no matter how painful. You have to uncover that piece to finish this puzzle of your highest self, who you incarnated to be this lifetime. So find the piece. Find the darkened puzzle piece. (laughs) Pieces, you know, whatever it is. And it's important to know that this needs to be within a contained environment. You know, one of the Reiki practitioners that I had had when I was probably like a year after this had happened, she told me she didn't feel bad for me because I knew it was going to happen. That stuck with me, (laughs) that it was, you know, my fault and that I was stupid. And don't get me wrong, I was very upset about what happened. And I took that as truth. So you need to trust the person you're working with. And these things will come off in layers. You're not going to start a cranio session, a Reiki session, a therapy session, even going to like, the first one. Like I didn't start off with this. I've been doing this work for months and months because how it works is your nervous system slowly builds up to be able to handle those traumas. A lot of this has to do with the nervous system, which I talk about a good amount because our nervous system is like a cup of what we can handle. And trauma is a lot. And if your cup isn't big enough, you know, you aren't robust in your nervous system, which most people aren't, you can't handle it. And that's why it goes to the back of the subconscious mind. So as your nervous system heals, which trauma weakens the nervous system. So as it heals, as you start meditating, doing yoga, getting back in your body, talk therapy, whatever it is, picking oracle cards, whatever, as you start to heal the nervous system, as you start to heal the nervous system, you're able to heal the traumas because your cup is bigger and stronger and it can hold more of what you need to process. So as my nervous system has healed through these different modalities, I've been able to go deeper and to deeper and deeper, deeper, deeper into these really, really dark corners. And again, I thought I had gone there. I really thought that I had, you know, talked about it in therapy and talked about it to my friends. It's a different level that you have to experience for yourself. So making sure that you feel really comfortable with your practitioner, really comfortable with your healer and knowing that if something doesn't sound right to you, 
like when the woman said to me, I don't feel bad for you, you know, it was a bad idea. That didn't sit well with me. And at that point, I wasn't very empowered in my own voice to be like, uh, what? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Like, no, I let it go. And knowing that you have a right to say that's not correct. It's more about you than it is about them. But it takes a special person to be able to hold space, truly. And there's a difference between someone just talking with you and someone holding space. And only you can feel what feels right to you. And this is the work that all of us need to be doing. That's why I keep saying it doesn't have to be a big trauma, you know. And if it is, you know, you'll get there eventually. It doesn't start off with the big one. You know, again, this has been a year and a half of this work, maybe even more. But it's what we're here to do. We're ripping off all the old chains and all the shit that we've bought into that isn't true, that is inhibiting us from expressing ourselves to our fullest extent. And that doesn't mean expressing ourselves like in ways that we often think conventionally, but speaking who we are, doing what we love to do. Maybe you always wanted to make pottery instead of your desk job. Maybe that's what's holding you back from doing that and trusting that you will be supported in doing so. It doesn't have to be about career. It can be about a relationship. It's all of these things, all of these old loops and limiting beliefs, traumas, are calling the shots in your life unless you make the conscious decision to change your energy and to do it in a space and a way that feels full of love and truth. Otherwise, we're just on the ladder, just climbing the ladder. And that isn't said to make you feel bad. I mean, I'm there. I'm not saying that I'm not trying to do certain things with my life. I certainly am. But I understand that I'm here for a bigger purpose, and that is to heal my soul. And as I heal my soul, as I take off pieces of me that I no longer need, pieces of my shield that are holding me back from who I am meant to be, things start to change. My life gets better. I get happier. I feel lighter. I'm more connected to my soul. I have less anxiety. We're missing the point. And I know I say that a lot, but we're missing the fucking point. I'm so tired of it, of just people thinking it's so linear and not having compassion for themselves through this process, through the ups and the downs. I hope this resonates with you. And if you want help finding, you know, a Reiki practitioner, cranio, whatever, some kind of energy healer, let me know. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I'd love to help you. I really, really appreciate you listening. And just know that it's not an accident that you're listening. It's not an accident that you're listening at all. And know that you were meant to hear this and you're meant to heal and you're worthy of healing. You're worthy of healing any limiting beliefs that you see or that you can't see. I am sending you so much love and so much peace. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Please share this with anybody who needs to know this message. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever you're listening on, either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I appreciate you being here. I will see you next time. Bye.